when I stand on the mountain and I say, do it, it gets done. If it don't get done, then I'll move on it. And that's the last thing in the world you want me to do. It's not that bad. Um, he's going to feel bad. He's going to lose that little power that he has over us whenever we all get together again. I sure won't. Because we'll be, my power will only increase. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Right off the top. Right off the top. Right at the beginning today. I have to tell you guys something fun that uh, happened to me this morning. So, you know, I told you that I've been like super groggy when I've been waking up and I'll just like I'll wake up and I'll have accidentally shared somebody's profile picture on Facebook or something, which is like the weirdest shit in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'll have like I'll have started scrolling reels and I'll just wake up and there will be a comment section just open on my phone and I'll just start reading comments. It's an awful way to start your day. Are you the reason yeah, I'm getting and, shit from AARP? Yeah. No, no, that's because you're no, <laughs> don't, don't, no, don't, don't, don't go down that road. <laughs> more and more, uh, I'm getting so shit from that ARP. Happened, that's gonna happen, but that happened to me today. I woke up super groggy, and I saw like a video where somebody was launching fireworks at a bottle, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, I want to see that." <laughs> and so uh, I. Fell you got to asle- stop doing that. <laughs> so I fell asleep watching it. And I guess my thumb hit the the comment button as I dozed back off. And when I woke back up, the first thing that I saw on my screen was some fucking teenager was posting like ASCII, you know, where you do the the like symbols and stuff to make pictures. Mm-hmm. All Nazi shit. Ah, so uh, I was like, you caught me at a bad fucking time, buddy. So I went to his profile, found three or four people who had the same last name as him, and sent screenshots to all of them. And I was like, is this what your family's about? And then I commented that I had done that. Josh, and, I, and I dozed back off Joshua. for a second, and I woke back up, and the comment was gone. <laughs> Do you know what that reminds me of? Not in a like a fun way. <laughs> what? My father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My dad is the type of motherfucker to be in a restaurant and there's like a kid being loud, and my dad, <laughs> loud as fuck, will just go, Where's that child's parents? Like, with the parents being two tables away, can clearly hear him. Uh huh. <laughs> Or he'll uh, look at me and my sister and be like, I'm glad y'all never acted like that in a restaurant out in public. And I went, oh, my God, every time. Nah, <laughs> for, first time you're posting swastikas and crudely drawn images of Hitler with slashes and backslashes, I'm I'm putting you on full blast. You, your whole family will know about this tomorrow. 
you got to stop doing this to yourself, bud. Nope. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's a wrong reaction, nope. and I'm not even saying you should stop doing that. What I'm saying is you got to wake up better. <laughs> you you got you to gotta, listen. Here's a strat. Fall asleep to a YouTube video, a long one, uh-huh. like, a, like a summoning salt or something. I do that. Mm-hmm. When you wake up, don't touch it. Don't touch it. Wait 20 minutes. My phone? Yeah. Oh, see, if if I do that, then I'll just doze right back off. Now you got to get up. You have to like actually <laughs> physically move okay, yourself. See, move your coffee maker into your bedroom. Put your coffee maker right next to the bed. Do you have a Keurig or is it like an actual coffee maker? I don't. Unfortunately, I still have not managed to make the switch to coffee. I still just drink a monster every day. Hey, Don, that's some 80s type shit. Right okay, there. then you need to get one of those. No, I, it's, it's not a bad idea. I know they sell them at Walmart. I see them all the time because they've got like Fortnite and shit. They've got these little miniature <laughs> refrigerators. <laughs> Take one of those refrigerators, yeah, like I'm 25 kinda... bucks. Put it next to your bed, stock it with Monster. When you wake up, roll over, immediately grab a Monster and chug it before you even look at your phone. Listen, you you got me with telling me that I could put a Fortnite mini fridge in my bedroom because <laughs> that shit is fucking funny. I don't even care if I never get laid again in my life. That is so funny. My mini fridge is lime green, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 31. I've been living with... Listen... My dad bought himself a mini fridge when I was like like 11 or 12. And he put like, you know, his caffeine-free sodas and shit in his fridge. And like, you know, whatever else he had. He doesn't drink, so he didn't have a lot of that. But like he put like, you know, ginger ales and shit in there. And that was his, you know. We're not supposed to touch that. And when they went to central florida i essentially stole my dad's mini fridge um and boy i'll never switch back baby yeah i don't i don't even have anybody else in my house right now and i still use that motherfucker it's so convenient it's so good it's so good for a person who out of 150 hours of baldur's gate Solidly, solidly, 35 hours of that is just item management, like inventory Uh management for me. (laughs) And, like, that's a low estimate. Uh, It's so good. It it scratches the itch. You know what I mean? Hey, Josh. Okay. Listen, Uh I know what you're trying to do. But you can only distract Ruben so much to keep us from talking about today's topic. Welcome, everybody, to Two Towns Over. I didn't even have to try. It's not true. My power is infinite. (laughs) You said mini fridge. Welcome, everybody. I just wanted to tell a story about how I tattletailed on a Nazi. Like, you can't tell us that and not expect us to go on a side story on that. Right, I can't talk about Nazis without expecting you guys to talk about mini fridges. How dare I? I was just giving you something to keep <laughs> you, true. get you to wake up better, so you're not waking up groggy. <laughs> Sue me. Welcome everybody to Two Towns Over. I am Father Donathan. <coughs> I'm the I'm the unholy ghost, and I'm Josh, also known as the reason my friends are sad. Oh wait, I oh that's good. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, first of all, that's hilarious. Second of all. I actually, I had one for today, and I fully forgot to use it. It was a, 
you know the you know how when you read something that's anonymous and not gender specific. Uh huh. I'm that gender for each part. Like if you think that's a he, yep. If you think that's a she, uh huh. If you think it's a they, sure, buddy. I don't give a fuck. That's where I'm at. So today we decided to pull out all the fucking stops. Or I should say, Josh decided this was his topic. Um, and yeah. we are not only doing another uh, After Dark episode, but it is also going to be a final cult down episode. So you're joshing the, the only part of the script that I actually wrote. <laughs> and um, so we are going to be discussing the Ant Hill Kids cult today. You're and still joshing the only part of the script I wrote. <laughs> well, um, so this well, let's is, just jump right into it. Yeah. Well, before before we do, I figure let's have a little refresher on all of the the ten things that we are ranking the cults by for yeah. final cult down. Uh, Jeff Foxworthy's "You Might Be in a Cult." <laughs> yes. you you might be in a cult if. The leader is the ultimate authority. If you're not allowed to criticize your leader, even if the criticism is true, you're probably in a cult. Uh, I'm not doing the voice. Um, You might be in a cult if the group suppresses skepticism. Uh, If you're only allowed to study your organization through approved sources... You are probably in a cult. The third one, the group delegitimizes former members. Um, Yeah. If former members speak out, they are dismissed as bitter, angry, dishonest, or evil. It's your turn, Josh. Josh's turn. The group is paranoid about the outside world. If your group insists the end of the world is near, you're probably in a cult. Cults position themselves as the sole refuge from an evil from an evil outside world that is intent on their destruction. Cults thrive on conspiracy theories, catastrophic thinking, and persecution complexes. Uh, The group relies on shame cycles. Uh, If you need your group in order to feel worthy, loved, or sufficient, you're probably in a cult. Um, Cult leaders trap members in shame cycles by by imposing abnormally strict codes of conduct about diet, sex, appearance, relationships, media, and they guilt members for shortcomings and then position themselves as the unique remedy to the feelings of guilt with which uh, with which they themselves created. Number six is the leader is above the law. If you're held to a different moral standard, specifically in regards to sex, you're probably in a cult. A prevalent idea among cult leaders is that they are above the law, be it human or divine. Uh, The group uses thought reform methods. If your serious questions are answered with cliches, you're probably in a cult. Indoctrination or brainwashing is the process through which a cult slowly breaks down a person's sense of identity and ability to think rationally. Behaviors like excessive fasting, prayer, hypnosis, scripture reading, chanting, meditation, or drug usage can all be used to increase a person's vulnerability to the leader's suggestions. I do want to say real quick, because I think this is the last one that I'll be reading. Um, a lot of these, it can be said, if like for that one, if your questions about it are only answered in cliches, 
Because, for example, in therapy, you're going to get a lot of cliches of like, you have to choose to be happy and shit like that. Uh And while that is true, you then go into great depth on what that actually means and specifically what that means for you. Uh, And so a lot of these can be like that, where if your group or religion or spiritual circle is hitting all of these or most of these, you're probably in a cult. If it's one or two of these and it's only some of the time, kind of. Then it's probably just an abusive relationship. Could be, you know, or or maybe you're learning things. You never know. But, you know, this is a great list to keep in mind if you think you might be in trouble or if some weird shit has been happening around you that you're not quite comfortable with. Um, number eight, though, is that the group is elitist. If your group claims that they are the solution for all of the world's problems, you're probably in a cult. Uh, cults see themselves as enlightened, chosen, and elect organizations tasked with radically transforming lives and the world. Number nine is that there is no financial transparency. If you're not allowed to know what the group does with their money, you're probably in a cult. A group that refuses to disclose its finances is a huge red flag. Ethical organizations have nothing to hide. Cult leaders tend to live opulently while their followers are required to make financial sacrifices. And just as a spoiler, this is one that is like the only one on this list that's not going to be a straight tin for, for today's <laughs> cult. Uh, the group perform not not to influence anybody's uh, 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 follow along process here, but the group performs secret rites is the final item on the list. If there are secret teachings or ceremonies that you don't discover until after you joined, you're probably in a cult. Cults use secret rituals as rites of passage that solidify a member's loyalty to the group. Initiation into these rites only comes after a member has undergone certain tests or made adequate financial contributions. (laughs) Scientology. (laughs) So, um, also, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, I got to thinking, and I think we discussed it, but I, I really got to thinking about it. I think instead of doing like what is the worst cult of all time that we just need to do like a tier list. Yeah, yeah. I figured it was going to fit into much more of a tier list. However, this is our first real contender for worst cult of all time. Yeah. But cool. So having said that. Yay. (laughs) Having said all of that and about five minutes of shit that you'll never hear. Um like we said today we're discussing the anthill kids and josh wrote the script sort of and um his kind of his title like a little as he always does this title says i didn't earn the right to officially name this script because i pussed out but if i did call i would call it trigger warning all of them seriously name one it's here so ladies and gentlemen this is also like i said after dark it is a final cult down so the last time we treated you to an episode of Final Cult Down, we all had a good laugh at Mother God's ridiculous antics like her comical favorite insult, dick whore. But seeing as how it's been quite some time since then, and even longer since our last After Dark episode about that old oddball Eddie Gein, we figured that we would combine the two and share something truly horrible by discussing perhaps the most aggressively violent and nauseating cults to ever do the world the disservice of existing. For those- Eddie Gein makes you a fucking menace, you understand? <laughs> like, <laughs> that old oddball Eddie Gein. 
So, uh, to be to be completely clear, while we have a quick break, real quick, uh, what I mean in that title when I say I didn't earn the right to name the script because I uh, pushed out. I fucking hated researching this. Uh, there's a line I I wrote. I wrote a little intro here, mm. a couple of paragraphs, and um, I have credits built into the script as to the articles that we are reading from because I didn't write, I compiled different portions of different articles, uh, from all that's interesting.com and cultnation.com, And I credited the writers in the script, but we will be reading directly from their words where I made some very minor alterations for, uh, phrasing to make them lead into each other. And, uh, a couple of spelling errors. They're welcome for that. Sometimes you have to be reminded that we are not actual research. Don, Don is, at this point, an actual researcher. Me and Josh are not. <laughs> we are messengers. That's all we are. We're the mouthpiece for the information. In fact, I'm usually just the mouthpiece for my own fucking opinions. So, But it's sometimes there are subjects that... Oh, as a person who is, I'm like, I'm not, and Josh isn't really either, like a cult person. Josh likes to learn about these things, uh-huh. but, but not to the point of like. I have, I have like a decent little uh, backlog of cataloged information about yeah. morbid stuff. I guess what but... I'm saying is everybody has a threshold, and this one went over Josh's one threshold <laughs> yeah for, for the ability to like retain sure i just want to focus on it did. i just want to point out for the record josh chose the topic sometimes we push ourselves josh josh uh had bigger eyes than a stomach <laughs> on this one it was let me no nah, hold on because let me let me just make this perfectly clear to our audience let me go find the text that i sent you guys last night at like two in the morning um I said, I'm not going to lie, y'all. This might not be my script. We might just be reading the All That's Interesting article. I forgot how fucked this story is, and I don't want to put it in my own words. (laughs) I had to stop reading and eat a whole pint of ice cream to feel better. That wasn't a joke. That was real. Uh, A whole, whole pint of Ben and Jerry's strawberry cheesecake ice cream fell to this. Yeah, so anyway, you know, sometimes we want to give you information, but we have to cite more sources is all I'm getting at. All right. So for those of you who don't hate us, for those of you who let this episode run on autoplay without seeing the title, we're unfortunately discussing the Anthill Kids, so named by their massive prick of a leader, Rock Theriot. And I know it's pronounced, it's, I'm not going to do the Terrio. French. It's Roch, 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 Yeah, but it's Roch Terriol. Because he has said, because he said that he kept them as busy as ants. Now, before we get started, it's important to point out that the title was not a joke. Legitimate trigger warnings for this episode include, but are not limited to, amputation, forced removal of teeth, torture by other varying methods, sexual assault, necrophilia, violence against children, and infant death. Seriously, even Josh hated researching this, and he enjoyed writing about Ed Gein. Now, 
Will be, uh, which, which, to be fair, yeah, that sentence brought to you by the motherfucker who just called someone Eddie Gee. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, you led with amputation? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I felt like it was the least of the yeah. worst. Once we get into the actual descriptions, yeah, I don't know how much description Josh has, but yeah. So we begin with the early life. Uh, or- as much as all that's interesting in ColtNation.com had. <laughs> So we'll, be- in, in, mm. so we'll begin with the early life of Rock, Rock Terrio, uh, crediting this portion of the script to all its interesting article on the topic written by Rivy Lyon. Born into a family of seven children on May 16th, 1947 in Quebec, Rock Terrio endured a tumultuous life from the very start. He claims to have been abused by his father, but evidence of abuse has never been found. Now, the family was devoutly Catholic, and young Terriol developed a strong hatred for the religion. Just say it, Ruben. <laughs> Just say it. it. I, <laughs> There's great fishing in Quebec. There's great fishing in Quebec. <laughs> so during his childhood, uh, Terriol abandoned... <laughs> oh, wait, I, I do have something legitimate to say. I I do think that Rock Terrio probably was actually abused by his father. I don't love the way that they had it written where no evidence of abuse was ever found. It, people people get to be evil in all sorts of ways, but very often when people are this evil, there is a legitimate background of abuse. And so, pretty serious abuse. Yeah. Like... You know, the phrase is hurt people, hurt people. Uh And you only are able to be that evil if somebody has already taught you that it's okay to be, like, violent and mean and nasty and fucking evil. Well, and his family was devout Catholic in the 40s. Yeah. You know, we're, we're talking about parents who were probably born in the 20s. Devout Catholic. I guess what I'm getting at is... As a child, mm-hmm. you only know how to parrot your parents. And if you are already either unstable or, you know, have some other, one other fucking thing, mm-hmm. say the stress of living in the 40s, um, that is a recipe for first of all horrible abuse right. that as a child you're already learning how to parent your parents to parrot your parents and what am i even trying to say right now it's like no i'm on the same page you, i get yeah, it yeah you get yeah. it like <clears throat> mental illness does not make you evil it just makes it harder for you to change patterns yeah and if your parents st- uh, like Ed Gein's mother, yeah, uh, fucking put you into a certain holding pattern, and then you don't have the words, don't have the explanation. People just call you kind of quirky, or right. or look at you strange and shun you. You have no help, no support, yeah. and nobody even knows what the fuck autism or or fucking ADHD, or any of that is. Any of those, the words we have are new words. Right. And And I I do want to disclaim here, too, because I I bring up that, you know, his family was devout Catholic in, like, the 20s, 30s, and 40s. That's not to 
demonize Catholicism, but Catholicism is a religion with a lot of focus on retribution and punishment. So, you know, it would not be terribly surprising to me to find out that there was severe corporal punishment in a 1940s Catholic household. As a Southern kid who went to a black Catholic school and also... Um, Baptist and then mostly uh, like uh, white Methodist and Baptist churches. Even in the 90s, early 2000s, the nuns were still smacking you with rulers, weren't they? Uh, Yeah, not so much as people think, but it did happen, you know. Um, You get popped on the hand. Not like they're not going to injure you. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, but it's still physical punishment. Yeah, it's definitely... It's the theme. Yeah. The pattern of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a nun is the holiest woman in the world, and she sees fit to smack me in the hand with a ruler. Right. And, like, I guess that's fair, because even to this day, there are people who are like, if you even think about hitting a kid at all, in any circumstance, you're evil. And in my head, yeah, I got smacked on the hand, but it taught me some stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and there's there's definitely a... I am not trying to start that debate. Yeah. I want to make that clear. Uh-huh. But I'm just saying that, that it's interesting that that's definitely a thing that shaped my views, for sure. Um, I definitely think you shouldn't hit kids, and spanking's probably not a good idea. But, like, yeah, I don't know. Now I'm just... now you've, You ADHD'd me, damn it. Um, <laughs> what the fuck was I talking about? Uh, physical punishment, religious household. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're already being taught that and your brain is already wired different and your parents are acting in a certain way, mm-hmm. you're kind of doomed in yeah. the in the real definition of doomed. Like and your fate is, is sealed now. This is also one of those cases that we've talked about where that most cult leaders are where they uh, cult cult leaders are bards. 20 charisma build all the time. Uh, rest of the stats, pretty average. Maybe slightly above average in intelligence, but yeah, just insane charisma. Yeah. Uh, like plus 12 to every persuasion check. It's They're either bards or like charisma-based rogues. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And... And they're, people already are reluctant to change their views. Mm-hmm. Even, even everyone, everyone is equal, not equally, but very reluctant to change certain views because there are core beliefs that one holds that like, if you challenge them, it is it registers as a threat. Uh, for example, uh, to to lighten it up a little bit, if you told me Santa Claus wasn't black, I might slap you. Like <laughs> it's <clears throat> there's a there's a punk lyric about it. It's every person in this world thinks that they are right because if they thought that they were wrong, they'd change their mind. Yeah, it's and your brain is specifically designed or evolved or whatever programmed to. Make you do that. That's yeah. a, it's a safety mechanism. It makes you do that. You lock into a certain set of beliefs because those beliefs have carried you this far. So those are the ones that make you survive, right? So your brain locks those puppies in and it makes it really hard to change them without some significant like 
upfront, in your face, intelligent, like intelligent in uh, evidence. If, like, even if you are skeptical about it or open to the possibility that you're wrong, like it takes a lot still. So imagine, and this is again, imagine being a flat earther. <laughs> like, you're locked in so hard. One of your core beliefs is the majority of people are wrong about this thing and it's a conspiracy theory. You're stacking things on top of, of other, you're stacking reasons on reasons. They're not good ones, but they are reasons for them on top of the brain that's saying, oh, that's a good reason not to change my mind. That's another reason to change, not to change my mind. Oh, the gyroscope must be wrong. Can't be me. Like you just get locked into these patterns and the more you reinforce it, the harder it is to break the chain of that. Yeah. So now you imagine a kid whose brain is doing that on overdrive in a household where people are violent and like militantly morally aligned. You know what I mean? It's a recipe for fucking disaster. All right. So during his childhood, uh, Thoreau abandoned formal education and began studying the Old Testament. He firmly believed that a cosmic conflict between forces of good and evil would occur in 1979 and that an apocalypse would destroy the world. Now, in his teenage years, he, mm -hmm. he displayed signs of aggression, including violent outbursts at friends and family members. It was also around this time when he developed a bad drinking habit, which only got worse over the course of his life. Now, using the alias of Moise, I guess is how you pronounce it, Moise. I don't know. Yeah, it's also Moses. Yeah, it's Moses. It's French. He's calling himself Moses. Yeah. Rock Theriot eventually ah. declared himself a prophet, and in 1977, he founded the Ant Hill Kids, a doomsday cult rooted in the beliefs of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. The group inhabited a remote plot of land nestled deep in the wilderness in the Somerville Township of Quebec. So moving. So he also he he converted. Uh, he got you know really into Old Testament, really into Old Testament. When, what was the thing that you said he converted to? Seventh, Seventh, Seventh Day, Day Adventist. Adventist. Oh, okay, got it. That's that's Lake City. Yeah, yeah. We got some of those right here at home. <laughs> Which, you know, not all Seventh-day Adventists yeah, are... Yeah, ours are pretty mild. They don't yeah. drink caffeine. Right. <laughs> like it's, it's like the Mormons of actual Christianity. Because Mormon is very much like its own thing. Yeah. They, they have a whole different uh, series of beliefs. Mormon is to Christianity what Christianity is to Judaism. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a, gr that's a great way to put it. Um, they they call the Book of Mormon basically the the third book. Right. Yeah. There's the it's new, literally the, the Grand Old Testament, the New Testament, and yeah. then the Book of Mormon. That's it's a trilogy yeah. to them. Yeah. Um, but then Seventh Day Adventists are almost like the the Mormonistic sect of Christianity. Yeah, they're like if so, like Catholics are like. A mix between um, doom and gloom, hellfire preaching, and um, Christ is risen post-Easter type preaching. You know, your sins are forgiven type stuff. Right. And they're very ritualistic. Um, 
in that they have a lot of rites and things that they do, you know, um, communion and, and the kneeling and the singing and the, all this, the very structured nature of it. Um, <clears throat> and Baptists and Methodists essentially split that in half, where Methodists took the very methodical, ritualistic aspects of it, and the Baptists took the hellfire and brimstone. Uh-huh. And... Um, and, see, and, and then there's uh, like Episcopalians, which are really basically just like, uh, yeah, you can go to church if you want. They're the laissez-faire yeah. sect of Christianity. Robin, They're like, Robin, hey, Williams, God. Robin cool. Williams called Episcopalians Catholic light. All the religion with half the guilt. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was very right. He's very correct. He's very right. Seventh-day Adventists are like if Methodists were Mormon. Like... Pretty mild preaching wise, but schedule wise, it's it's built for autistic people who believe in God. It really is, <laughs> and like, it's that's Seventh Day Adventism is like if a Methodist was also a teetotaler, is what it is essentially. Yeah, they're very and boring. The, <laughs> and then the Seventh Day Adventist, which was an offshoot of Christianity, had its own offshoot. Which was the Branch Davidians, which we will eventually cover as well. Which, yeah, uh huh. They went, yep. Uh, I say boring not as a bad thing. I like boring things. <laughs> All right. I like you to be interesting in that you build cars, not interesting in that you took over a country or, or went and killed a bunch of natives or some shit. I don't know. So moving on to the cult years, the following is credited to cultnation.com, and that's cult cvltnation.com for some reason and was written by Robin Roos or Ruse. Rock Terriot was a man with a mission to save himself and his followers from the coming apocalypse. Terriot was a charismatic man, good at persuading others and doing eh, to do his bidding. While organizing seminars for the Adventists, he convinced an entire group of people to quit their jobs and form his religious following called the Anthill Kids. Just to give you an idea of what Rock Terrio uh, looks like, Ruben, picture uh, Hagrid mm-hmm. from uh, Harry Potter. Yeah, but bald. But bald. Uh, how do, is it Rock? Like R-O-C-H. Yeah. Okay. That's Rock Terrio. Yeah, do not yeah, picture. He kind of looks like bald Charles Manson yeah, to me. Do not picture Dwayne the Rock Johnson in this. You will never be able to watch another <laughs> rock movie again. Is his last name very French? Yes. Yeah. T-H- oh, yeah. T-H- wow. E with an accent, R-I-A-U-L-T. So it's actually like Therio, but it's Terrio. Or Do we you Terio. know what he actually looks like? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've I've seen. No, no, no. I mean, what what are you saying? He looks like my uncle Gordy <laughs> when oh, he yeah. has a beard. Oh yeah, yeah. That that mildly disapproving, angry look and uh-huh. that hairline are unmistakable. Heard. Unmistakable. So he was no longer rock to the world. He was now Moses. It was 1977, and Terrio and his followers formed a commune that was free of sin and stood for equality and unity. Of course, just as with every other cult, the good times would quickly come to an end, which started when the Adventists kicked them out of their new weird, for their new weird-ass behavior. Terrio forbade his followers to contact their families, and against Adventist rules developed a drinking problem. Rules for followers became stricter and stricter, 
up until the point when the where the members were restricted from speaking to each other without Theriot present. What's that like four? Yeah, that's like four of the things. Oh yeah, yeah uh huh. So quickly, <laughs> yeah, buddy. So I actually uh, a couple of things. Uh, one relating directly to this story, and then one that's just kind of about cults in general. Um, so Rock had this thing where you know he he didn't like that the Seventh Day Adventist said you couldn't drink at all so he said that uh social drinking was okay like for for their religious gatherings but that was it you you could never you could never drink on your own you could only drink during like uh like sermons and stuff you, you spoken you like a, a true alcoholic uh-huh exactly yeah spoken like someone who uh doesn't want to quit smoking so they say they only smoke when they drink and then they become an alcoholic yeah yeah um and stuff with the commune started out pretty slow. So the cult at its height, before people started dying, had 20 members. All of the recruiting was done before they went to their commune, really. So they had a, a full 20 people in this club, essentially. Yeah, they well, they they had a commune. They had their own little little civilization, off the grid living type thing, oh. out in the woods. So so they started a commune. Uh huh. At twenty people. Yeah, he he took this sect of people that he had basically recruited from the Adventists. That's what I'm saying. Is he he yeah. spent time like making yeah. friends and he he took him on this hike out into the woods and he was like this is our e- eternal mountain or something like that he called ah. it and he said this is where we're going to be safe from the apocalypse that's coming in 1979 so we need to create our our commune here why is it always just before it's always so close man they find out in the nick of time don't they yeah that and also it's never like like y2k stands out to me as being about the turnover year, not the year before. It's 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 always like ah, it's not 1980. It's uh-huh. it's 79 because there can't be an 80, or like it's not you know it's 2012 because you know it's it's not. It just it sounds nice, I guess. I don't know. Like, why is it always so close to a ten, but almost never a ten? Because I think humans naturally gravitate towards factors of ten. So it's just yeah. Because mm-hmm. having, and here's what I'm getting at is that charlatans know that right. And just saying, if you make it to ten, that's like that. a like an a, an eighty or a ninety that gives you a sense of completion. Whereas 79, you're always going to feel like there's something left undone because you didn't make it. Just even subconsciously is what I think. I could be wrong. I agree. I agree. So the other thing was uh, Windagoon on YouTube has a a relatively short video about the Ant Hill kids. Um, we're, We're covering more than he did, but you should still watch his video because he explains this uh really interesting kind of metaphor for how cults go from a little weird to violent and oppressive. Yeah. How it happens over time. And the metaphor that he uses is when you're cooking a frog, 
as opposed to any other type of meat. You don't have to kill the frog before oh. you cook it. Yeah. You can just put it in a, a a pot of water on the stove, and the frog will just sit there. It'll chill. It'll get comfy. They like being in the water. And then you just very slowly raise the heat of that water until all of a sudden, uh, and the frog gets used to it as you continue raising the temperature slow, little by little, until all of a sudden the frog doesn't even realize it's happened, but it's dying in a pot of boiling water. Yep. A place that it was perfectly comfortable and happy to be. Just a moment ago. slowly and slowly it got worse and worse without it even realizing, and now it's boiling and the frog is being cooked. Insert various crustaceans here as well. Um, my mom always said that it was crabs uh-huh. or lobster, crabs and lobsters, yeah. yeah. But it's the same. It's the same concept of like, yeah, you don't have to technically. And in fact, there are some certain recipes and certain schools of cooking that kind of that's part of it. Yeah, not in like a cruel way, but they, you know, they believe flavor. Eh. Um, I think it's fucked up, but like me too. <laughs> well, see, then you also have just because you mentioned crabs, I'll mention this too because it's very relevant Herpes. to cult conversation. Is the, I mean, kinda <laughs> the crab in the bucket mentality, Don. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just wanting to Where have any have? part of the conversation. <laughs> sorry, you can just hop in. We'll yeah, just hop just, in. Just jump right in. Uh. I'll say this specifically to you, Don. I'm going to look right into the camera. You know the crab in the bucket mentality. No. No? No. So when you have a bunch of crabs in a you bucket, get an ointment. if one of them manages, you get an ointment. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> when one of the crabs I agree, Don. To... I don't want to talk about it either. <laughs> <laughs> when one of the crabs is getting out of the bucket... The other crabs will reach up and pull that crab back down. And really, it's because they're trying to hitch a ride and get out with him. But the way it looks to someone on the outside is like the other crabs are pulling the other crab back down. Because if they can't get out, then neither can he. Yeah, it's a great illustration of you can all be doing the same thing. But that is not the same thing as effective teamwork. And yeah, but also it's but a good it, way of saying in this context, it's a good example of one person tries to escape a cult and, and everybody tells punished you, by the rest of the cult yeah. for attempting to leave, even though everybody knows it's terrible at this point or even not punished. Like even like like in Mormonism, you know, you do something wrong or like if you're in, you know, maybe something even less, less malignant, like Amish people or um, what's the ones in Canada? Um, uh, Men- Mennonites? Yeah. Mennonites. Like, no. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Mennonites. Okay. Anyway, th- it's similar. It's like basically Canadian Amish people. Um is a good comparison but anyway if you you know make a mistake or or fuck up or decide that maybe you want to leave or rebel a little bit you not only have like punishment from the group 
but you have like your own core like family or friend group within that that is constantly pulling you back in saying things like oh come on you know you know you know you know that's a bad decision we're just your friends we want what's best for you you got to come back all these things and because you love them and because you they you think they love you or depending on your point of view they do love you but they have maladaptive ways of showing it or whatever you want to call it it's just like those crabs where they're just pulling you back down uh-huh. into that bucket. You're trying to get to the rim of the bucket, and they're just like, no, 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 don't go that way. That's bad. You got to come back here with us. And then on, on the top of that, you have the rest of the the bucket shuns you. Right. And yeah. won't talk to you and won't help you until you come back and apologize and say, I was wrong, that type of thing. So the Ant Hill kids made their living by selling baked goods. However, apart from the baking, life in the sect was a nightmare. Terio started spying. And that's just just to point out that's uh most of the cult did not know exactly what Rock Terio was doing with the money. <laughs> just for for reference later when when we rank, yeah. he was spending a fuck ton of it on booze and you know also. The bare necessities for the commune, building supplies, yada, yada. Yeah, from what I listened to, um, their meals consisted of literally rice, beans, and potatoes. And potatoes were only for the people who were considered um, good little boys and girls. So most people ate rice and beans. So, wow. So you're telling me, literally, the name has escaped me. Shit. I had a great joke. <laughs> it's they're they're eating the type of shit that can cause scurvy. Right. Please, sir, can I have some more? Uh, David oh, Copperfield. Oh yeah, that's um. Or Oliver Twist. Nope. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> Why did David Copperfield? What? Because that's also that's, a, I'm, that's the escape artist. No, that's also there was a book by Dickens called David Copperfield. Oh right, 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 right. Okay. And I just got the two mixed up. Anyway, I only know. One story. So you're telling me, David sorry, or yeah, Charles Dickens. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, so, so so essentially, it's wow. You just said it, Oliver Twist. Oliver Twist. Oliver Twist, but like with mutilation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. It, oh no. <laughs> so. uh Therio started spying on his followers, and when some seemed to not devoted enough, he would punish them. If a person wished to leave the sect, Therio would uh, become enraged, and he would hit them with belts or hammers. He would also suspend them from the ceiling, and he would pluck each and every hair on their body individually, or he would defecate on them. Sometimes he would do all three. This is the lightest punishment in the <laughs> yes. story, so... No, I'm preparing myself for it to get worse because you already you led, you led with fucking amputation. Oh yeah, so Josh buried the lead um, hardcore with his opening statements. <laughs> what? Oh, this is, I am scared to ask this question. Uh huh. We keep saying his followers. Mm-hmm. They are called the Ant Hill Kids. How old are they were, these people? They were adults. Uh, uh, Therio, mostly adults. Yeah, Therio actually hated children. He didn't want children in his 
compound at all. He thought that they were a waste of time. He thought they were a distraction. And uh, funnily enough, he ended up fathering 24 children. But um, I don't know if you... Oh, I think I have 26 in there. Maybe 26, yeah. But either way... He no, he hated the it's, kids. It's, it's always an ambiguous amount. These motherfuckers. <laughs> so, as his uh, as his well being seminars de- or seminars decreased, Rock Theriot became more and more convinced of his godly powers. It became apparent to Rock that the world would end on 1979, and drove his commune into the Canadian wilderness, convinced for some reason that God would spare the wilderness of Quebec. So. Like everything else. Um, Go ahead. Do you know why? Why? Because there's great fishing in Quebec. There's great fishing in Quebec. So 1979 came and went, but the world did not end. Theriot explained this away by saying our world and God's world run on different times, and he simply miscalculated the date. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I, f- I fucking knew it. You know, what? it's always all we we miscalculated. God's time's different. Oh, the calendar they called their years different numbers. Right. Like so, uh, damn. I I guess I missed one of the the paragraphs that I meant to uh, put into the script, but some of the rules in the compound, which mind you, you know, they started out regular religious commune rules, but they later got so strict that it was like. No two members could have sex without Rockterio's permission. Um, that being one of the lighter ones, because then it moved on to nobody was even allowed to communicate with each other. Yeah, they you, could not speak to each other unless Rock there. was present. You put that sentence in. Did I? Yeah, oh. but you didn't mention the sex. Wow. Another yeah. thing. That is an automatic 10. Uh-huh. Another thing, I don't know if you put it in the script, but another thing he did was that he changed everybody's names. Oh, oh no, I didn't yeah. miss that. He yeah, actually yeah, he gave everyone everybody new he gave, religious names. And one woman he named Hogla. Yeah. But so that's yeah, Hogla. like a real, just to, that's. <sighs> that's a cult tactic. That's, that's real fucked yeah, up. That's part of the bite model. Yeah. It, yeah. That takes away your identity or individuality, mm-hmm. I guess. Yes. Yes. I would like to come at it from a racism perspective as well. <laughs> sure. Uh, in school, uh, Josh is probably old uh, old enough to remember this. I don't know if there are schools that still do this. I would not be surprised if there are. But like for Thanksgiving, you would always get your quote unquote Indian name. Oh yeah, and I shit think like they've that. mostly stopped that now. But I hope yeah, so. Uh-huh. Because yeah, you you would use like a a Native American name generator. Basically, that yeah. would just be uh, verb, adjective, or verb noun. Yeah, it would essentially be like, what's your favorite playground activity? Uh-huh. And like your favorite animal and you would just be like, you know, running bear yeah, or some you, shit. You become running tiger for the day. Yeah. Right. Exactly. My Indian and name you, was you thrown off Mary go round. Fucking little paper hats. <laughs> you son of a bitch. They're called roundabouts. Thank you. Um no, but but like it's in in the way that this guy wrote ro- rock, rock is doing it is is sapping someone's in some 
one person's individuality by giving them a new name and telling them this is your name now you are no longer the person you were the the example that i talked about is more sapping the cultural identity away from a people um which is done similarly but on a much greater scale you you trivialize the names that you don't really understand why they're called that or how they either earned or chose those names or came to be given names like that. Um, and also, it's not in their native tongue, so it's not. It's just a rough translation most of the time anyway. And you're giving those names to children as a fun party game. It takes away the cultural importance to that people away yeah, right and turns it into a party game it's the same thing that happens with uh christianity and like holidays and stuff we've talked about it before um but i just think it's so interesting how similar cult leaders activities are to institutions and such like the public school system under the express instruction of like the state and stuff. Yeah. General and society so culture as, as much to as in, in this case, in the anthill kids, he was taking away their previous identities. He's also bestowing upon them a new holier identity, which is hand chosen to the cult. Yes. Yeah. By your infallible cult leader. Yeah. Which you're is no longer just further Barbara. indoctrination. You're hog yeah. swallow or whatever the fuck you just <laughs> right. said. Hogla. <clears throat> so this lacking explanation. Hog lip. Hogla. Hogla. Yeah. Wow. So um, this lacking explanation that he simply miscalculated the date did not stop his followers from romanticizing him and proclaiming him as their absolute leader. In the Canadian wilderness and later in the woods of Ontario, his many wives, because he was a polygamist, uh, would bear Thario what? 26 children. Now, Rock, as the ultimate fucked up cult leader, would abuse his children and welfare authorities would eventually come and take them away. One of the things he did, I don't if, yeah, well, if it was him or he made someone do it, a, an infant wouldn't stop crying. So they wrapped them up in like a blanket and set them outside in the Canadian winter overnight. Just an infant just left outside for the night. So uh, I can't remember if I think that might be two separate stories getting mixed together. Cause there was one I know where uh, a baby wouldn't stop crying so, or oh, Rock you're right. He punished a a baby by by hitting it, and so he ordered a uh a a man who had severe mental illness and was known to his family to have severe mental illness. He ordered that man to um I can't remember if it was outright castrate the child. It was a two year old. Or uh, if he ordered him to uh, circumcise. I think it was castration. Uh, as punishment for crying. After being disciplined. Wow. And then the the mentally handicapped man... Uh, killed the kid on accident. And then uh, Rock, 
in turn uh, castrated the man that's and right killed as him. punishment and he rock yeah rock was an amateur uh surgeon he uh he thought he could do it yeah yeah he thought he was a healer yeah and he would just do oh, surgeries using whatever tools he had and even down to including his bare hands but um yeah, the man. Josh was worried we were only going to get an hour. I can't believe this. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me right now. You don't get to be an amateur motherfucking surgeon. <laughs> you just don't. I, like, but yeah, he. What? Wh- and also, wh- ooh, uh, that's like seven different la- layers of fucked up. <laughs> you. He also uh, another kid. He he was circumcising, I believe, and uh, as an anesthesia mixed a whole bunch of different alcohols together, or it was ethyl alcohol, and basically Jeez. poured it down the baby's throat, and the baby died of acute God. alcohol poisoning. Yeah. <clears throat> so, oh my God. So the torture did not stop there. Okay, and then, well, so the the other story about the baby, the infant being left out in the cold, um, that was because the mother of the child knew how horrible and fucked up things had become on the commune and wanted to spare the baby being raised in that. So she left the baby outside. You know, that's that's the version of that story that I had heard. You know, it just goes to show how fucked up this is that there's so many different torture stories that we can't get them straight, which is which. Right. They, that you're mixing them together. <clears throat> yeah. Exactly. And so it was when the baby was found the next morning under the snow. Yeah. That um, that was finally when uh, a humanitarian organization for children uh came out and did an investigation where the only thing they were interested in was the safety of the children. They got all the children out of there. Yeah. And rock didn't care because and again, then he hated kids. No, so he was he like, take him. That's fine. Get him out of here. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. So following that, all the children were taken away from the compound and that's when things with the adults got far, far, far far worse hey real quick how long is it in the script or do you know how long was it between the kids getting taken by the state which in this particular instance was an amazingly good thing um how long between that and like the cult getting shut down or Um, or are they still like around no, the cult got didn't get uh, the cult uh, shut down because Theriot died. But I don't. Well, the cult shut down because he got uh, arrested. Uh, or or did, did they stay at the compound after he was arrested? I don't. I don't remember. Um, I don't. I I didn't find that part. Like I said, I got so sick of researching this. So. Uh, he, I know, he still had followers while he was in prison. Yeah, Approxim- Yeah, but he's like the main perpetrator of the abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so, so between between the children being taken away and the cult as a whole being shut down, could not have been any more than 
five years, I want to say. Jesus Christ. Imagine going into a place where you find out this man has been castrating children and alcohol poisoning babies, and you and then you leave and do nothing else. Yeah. And so there was even, uh, you know, like people were dying on the compound, and he had everybody so under his thumb that when the police would come out to talk, they would note that uh, nobody said hardly anything except Rock, and then they would just agree with whatever he said. Like uh, the the man who had been uh, castrated and died, he got everyone together and was like, look, we're going to talk to the police about this. You're going to tell him that a horse killed him. And for whatever reason, the the police just accepted that. Right. Wow. So the... Excuse me. Wow. Fuck the police coming (laughs) straight from the underground. So the torture did not stop there for... Y'all know the rest. For the anthill kids, when their pappy, as he had finally asked them to start calling him, uh, became angry. Yeah, because of course. Yeah, he would take on if the role. I was in trouble. I would just call a cab. <laughs> he would take on the role of surgeon. The patient would be held down, fully conscious, by the other followers, and Theriel would go to work on them with avail- whatever was available, including kitchen utensils, pliers, or a blowtorch. Most followers lost limbs, teeth, fingers, and toes to this practice. There were many other disciplinary practices Theriot used. Jesus. He forced... Con- oh, my God. You gotta slow down. <laughs> you, you gotta. You, like, like... Um, like I said, name, name a thing. Yeah. It happened in that compound. He had one really... of his. He had one of his uh, disciples or followers cut his wife's baby or pinky toe off with an axe for everyone to see, just because. Not not even like really as a punishment no. or anything. Just just because. Um. <laughs> yo. <laughs> and and you have to figure the the frog in the pot. Applies to this I was just too. trying to think about how to get back there. Thank you. Because <laughs> when when the physical punishments started, you know they were still bad, but it's after all the other ramping up, and then we have a similar ramp up that applies to the physical violence. Because you know it started with belts. Yeah. Then everybody was like, "Oh yeah, rock." That beats people with belts sometimes, but only if they're really bad. And then it's, oh, yeah, Rock just beats people with belts all the time, but he'll only beat you with a hammer if it's really bad. It's, oh, yeah, he beats people with a hammer all the time, but he'll only beat you with the blunt side of an axe if it's really bad. Right. It's, yeah, he beats people with the blunt side of an axe all the time, but he'll only start taking body parts if it's really bad. Yeah. Or it's even, it sounds like it could be even worse than that. And by worse, I mean like psychologically to where t- fucking <laughs> tying back. This is going to exhaust me. <laughs> I know. I'm so um, sorry. Wow. Uh, tying back into his quote unquote amateur surgeon title. 
yes, there's the abuse side of it, just physically, you know, you know, it could start out with a slap and then belt and then whatever. And, but he's also essentially brainwashing these people to think that it's, I'm, I'm envisioning him. I'm so sorry. Josh is over here furiously macking on bitches right now. Um, <laughs> no, no, not, not during this. Um, um, no, but it, it, it it's like, hmm, how do I, he, he's making, I'm envisioning that he's like sermonizing and teaching them that, and then very slowly introducing this, this phenomenon that like, oh, I'm going to practice surgery techniques on you, dentistry, something to do with fingers, Leaving. Yeah, it's like the the teeth one. It's one woman, and we're we're gonna get into it, unfortunately. Yeah, but it, like eight of her teeth got pulled out because she said that one of her teeth hurt. Yeah, and like it's that, but then also apparently there's some that he's just practicing on for no apparent reason, and like it wasn't so much that he would just be like, hey come here, let me practice. It'd be like if you went to him and said that you had any minor problem, uh, my, my finger hurts when I do this because I swung an ax the wrong way the other day. Ah, that's He's going to be like, oh, we just need to go ahead and get that off. Yeah. Otherwise, it'll take your whole arm. So why would they keep going to him? I know the answer. You, but you for- know the answer. They trusted him implicitly <clears throat> in everything. Even when somebody came back and with a fucking amputated finger and or teeth and or arm and or leg. Pappy knows best. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. basically. You think it can't happen to you, folks. It can. It's I, I have said this before, but smarter people than you, me, or anyone listening have been indoctrinated into cults. It's actually uh, crazier than that because apparently, like, IQ-wise, the higher your IQ is, which IQ is kind of bullshit anyway, but it's an interesting yeah. correlation, that you're more susceptible to cults the higher your intelligence is because you're better at internally rationalizing things to yourself. And if you choose or are tricked into internally rationalizing basically to defaulting to whatever this person says is correct. It's way harder to get an intelligent person to switch up that rationalization process. Mm -hmm. So you're, it's way easier. Like it might be harder to get an intelligent person into a cult, but once they're in, they're fucking in. And like, it's really hard to like, quote, you know, like deprogram them essentially. And like, Man, that is a terrifying prospect. Yeah. Given the prevalence of cults. (laughs) 
This podcast is powered by Podbean Podcast Hosting. Are you thinking about starting your own podcast or looking for the best home for your podcast? Check out all the amazing features Podbean offers with unlimited bandwidth and storage for an affordable price. That's right, unlimited. Visit www.podbean.com slash unlimited to check it out today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com slash unlimited. So there were many other disciplinary practices Theriot used. He forced commune members to break their own legs with sledgehammers, to shoot each other in the shoulders, eating their own and others' feces, insects, and rats. You would nail... You You put this in the wrong order. Because... Did I? Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, eating feces and insects... That's TV level serial killer shit. That's a good hey, time I to didn't Albert put Fish. This in the wrong That's order. Coltnation.com put this in the wrong order. That's you can fair. send Robin Ruse uh, <laughs> a, a Facebook message. Uh, you can get linked right to her profile from Coltnation.com. Albert Robin, I respect your voice. People call me that name all the time. I respect your name. People call me it all the time. But also, you put this in the wrong order. Like, it's what? Like, you went. Okay. Okay. Woof. Um. Ha. Uh. You really managed to interrupt right before the worst part of this paragraph. <laughs> I know, but I need this time to process to be able to make it. Like, I. <sighs> All right, Don, just finish the rest of the paragraph and I'll say my thoughts, I guess. He would nail children to a tree and force other children to throw rocks at them. He would forcibly remove teeth and nails. He would burn his followers by making them sit on lit stoves. He would cut off arms and legs without warning. He would make them sit naked in the cold and whip and beat them. Nothing was too cruel of a punishment. <clears throat> Robin, you put it in the wrong order. Whoa. Uh, mind you, this this is in the eighties, like yeah, early early eighties. Motherfucker just said, "Sorry, Don, I didn't mean to call you motherfucker. You're lovely, and I love you." Um, you're fired. He just said, "Fucking nailed children to trees, goddamn Jesus Christ style." Yeah. Hey. Hmm. I can't even I can't even say what I would like to say right now. It's, I believe it was a lot of times by the clothes, but uh yeah, also by the fucking hands. Still like yeah, like ooh, I'm turning into a fucking Rick and Morty character right ooh. now. Like like I ooh, like I want it, I I mm. So cult pineapples in places that don't feel pleasant. That's what I want for him forever. Oh yeah, dude. Like wow. Cult it's, was that a little Nikki reference? No, it was a South Park bigger, longer, and uncut <gasps> reference. Ruben made a South Park reference. Oh my god. Didn't they also do that in Little Nikki? Is Little Nicky the... The Adam Sandler movie. Don't know. Never seen it. Ah. Uh, it's, I believe they, they were shoving pineapples up Hitler's ass in uh, Little Nicky. Mm. Yeah. So, 
Colton could be Colton. Maybe I did see Little Nicky, and I'm mixing it up. I have ADHD. Who knows? Yeah. Cult member Gabrielle Lav- Lavalier suffered immensely at the hands of Ro- Rock Terriot when he snapped off. Stop, because I'm not done. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I we okay. Because the Jesus Christ style really fucked me up. But like, I did want to mention too. Again, with the frog in the pot, like breaking your own limbs is an extreme thing to ask of someone like a 10 out of 10 on the extremity scale is break your own limb. And it takes a lot to get there. Um, And the fact that people did do that means or not means it is frankly horrifying but then you take it to the next level and they would do this and shoot each other like that's one level worse to me somehow like the and also the fact that these children are clearly it fucking sounds like most of them are his kids. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much all of them. There were maybe one. No. Yeah, all all his. Because he didn't want any kids brought to the commune. I can't, There may have been one or two brought to the commune. Don, do you remember? I, I don't remember. It was either it was either absolutely zero children on the commune before they were his or uh, maybe one or two. Like he and and adults, other human beings watched this happen. Yeah. And did nothing. Oh, and they were also at this point terrified to say anything against him. Man, I do understand. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like after living my life, I don't. Right. But I definitely do understand. However, to the man like and again like not to be too not to harp on it all the time forever but i will um as a black person in america i have witnessed this happen not to this extreme but like you know you you see it happen you know kids get bullied in school or teachers pick on kids i was picked on by a couple of teachers like just because they don't like you, because they don't like the way you look, or because you're, you know, you're oh, you're grown, but I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm 12. I'm just tall type shit. Right. And like, <clears throat> I just, it's, it fucking oh my god. I feel like, for me, if I see some shit like that, especially that extreme. I don't care how scared I am. I'm going to kill that guy. Right. The next time you put a gun in my hand and tell me to shoot the other person, I'm going to shoot you in the fucking face. You understand? Like, this cannot stand. I don't care if the kid is mine or not. But, like, you got to die. I'm sorry. And like you said, I know you understand this. But as, as much as I think I would do that, we we are lucky to never know how we would really behave in a situation like this. Yeah, because you've also got to remember that and that he 
I mean, they were called the anthill kids because they were constantly working like a bunch of ants and only fed them rice and beans. So they were weak. They were exhausted. They were, I mean, that breaks yeah. someone down. And like I said, I do understand. And I understand how abuse works. But damn, dog. Yeah. Like, that's... You always like to think that there's a step so far that nobody would stand for mm-hmm. it. But it turns out, over and over again, there's not. Yeah. There's super not. I mean, fucking free Palestine, I guess, is what I'm saying. <laughs> so cult member Gabrielle Lavalle uh, suffered immensely at the hands of Rocterio when, she sna- when he snapped off one of her fingers, sawed through her arms with a hunting knife, removed one of her breasts... And fractured her skull with an axe. Now, in his defense, it was the blunt end of an axe, not the sharp or the sharp end. How about no? <laughs> I don't like the phrase "in his defense" in this context. I know exactly what you mean. I'm the type of motherfucker to go playing devil's advocate, and no, like absolutely fucking not. Like, wow. And so the story about her arm being sawn off too is particular gruesome. I know they talked about it in uh last podcast on the left uh, by all accounts. You mean lesser two towns over? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're the Saks Fifth Avenue's two towns over. <laughs> what are we Nordstrom's? The, yeah. No. <laughs> um, by all accounts, she sat there and did not make a fucking sound. Yeah. She didn't cry out. Through the whole process. That is the worst thing I've heard. (laughs) Yeah. That's absolutely terrifying. So give it a minute. So other victims. You shut the fuck up. (laughs) Other victims of rock consisted of two of his own children, one of which was he murdered during a failed circumcision, which we talked about. And the other one died when they were left outside in the middle of a blizzard, which we also talked about. Now, Gabrielle. I, I hope he is burning eternally in a hell that I don't even believe exists. Right. Like, like, so Gabrielle, I hope it's unimaginable. Gabrielle would soon expose the horrors of the anthill kids. She actually survived all that, but not before a final series. Yeah, it sounded like, yeah, not before a final series of atrocities, perhaps worse than anything that had come before. And this this is the point in in the story where it's like everything else that's happened so far. I I could have kept saying my catchphrase. It, it gets worse over and over and over again. And at a certain point, I feel like you would stop believing me. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. This this is the the epitome of it gets worse. Like I'm not kidding when I say that this is probably the the worst thing, the worst paragraph that uh, will ever be on our show oh. like period challenge accepted oh fuck right <laughs> off i hate both of you yeah that's fair um i i just i just figured out what i think i'm going to do did we do the murder house already the murder, the murder house don't think so don did we do a murder house okay sick um i because I want to keep in the theme of the podcast. Um, we don't have a theme anymore. Uh, we, yeah, we got, we got me, you know what I, you know, 
oh, we got to do some stuff. Oh, thank you for reminding me about that, too, because now I can distract myself for half a second about this. Um, we got to do housekeeping after y'all help me remember. Um, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm literally just trying to process all this right now. Um, the, the, Jesus, where even are we? Um, murder house. You were talking about doing the murder house. No, no, no. In the, in the actual episode. Like how many more pages do we have to do? What it? No, no, no. Where, what did we just talked about? About um, he had. Oh, yeah. Gabrielle would expose the horrors. right. Yeah. And Josh said that this is the worst thing that we may ever discuss, or the worst paragraph. So, oddly enough, I feel grateful that we have not had any graphic. Dis- and I know this is about to bite me right in the ass. <laughs> But we have not had any real graphic depictions of like sexual abuse or sexual abuse towards kids, which I know you said. I, I would straight up not like that's that's the line. We we will never do graphic description no. of sexual abuse. That's to why children. we never yeah, ever absolutely did. Never. That's why we never did Daisy's destruct the story of Daisy's destruction. That was going to be yeah, the red yeah, room. That, that's, that's a bridge too far. Yeah. Yeah. Which one is the toy box killer? He's just a rapist. He was... Yeah. Oh, I don't want to... Yeah. Yeah, he was a serial um, rapist. It's, it's just... It's not a good story. Like, the when we did Junko Furuta, that was slightly over the line. I was just going to say that. I was like, I cannot really imagine a worse series of events. Yeah. Than Junko Furuta, what I what I will say is that despite that fact, and it is still a fact, this type of shit would have made it worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and mind you, the description that we're about to get into here is about as tame as it can possibly be for what took place. Yeah, I think that. F- at the very least for our podcast, um, but also just in general, Junko Furuta is a, and listener beware, you're in for a fucking bad time if you go listen to Junko Furuta. I, like Josh said, it's a bit over the line. Yeah. Uh, that so was, be I, prepared. I think if, if that was like, it, we didn't intend it to be, but it ended up kind of feeling to me like an experiment in what is okay to discuss in true crime. Yeah. And I think that one that one was too far. I, I agree. Um, uh, so this next part is exactly where the line is. So, yeah, that that is a great example of the worst levels of violence that humans can do human to human in my opinion and yeah. this guy is similarly like i don't know even where i'm going with this so i'm just scared of the next paragraph is all so in 1989 you should be rock theory ults anthill kids cult I'm sorry. Yeah, finally came unraveled when one of his two wives, Solange Boyard, died during a gruesome attempt at surgery performed by him. She had been complaining of abdominal pain, 
So Terrio told her to take off her clothes and he began punching her in the stomach. Next, she... No, I'm just going to do that a couple times while you're saying things. Go, go uh, ahead, though. Keep going. Next, he told her he was going to perform an enema by shoving a tube up her rectum and filling her up with olive oil. He then laid her down, cut open, laid her down, flipped her over on her stomach. Or Yeah, I'm sorry. Flipped her over. Now, keep in mind, she had had an enema. So the table that she was on, it was just a kitchen table. There was nothing sterile about this whatsoever. Uh, covered in her own shit because he had just shoved an enema up her ass. Um laid her down, cut open her stomach, and forced another cult member to pull out some of her intestines before stitching her clothes again. Again, that's all with bare hands and, like, table knives and shit. And no anesthesia except, like, whatever whiskey he shoved down her throat. Now, this horrifying ordeal unsurprisingly caused Boyard's death. However, Thario wasn't done torturing her. He told his members that he could resurrect her. After drilling a hole into her skull, he forced the other male followers to ejaculate into the skull cavity. Then he took his turn. Jesus Christ. When that didn't bring her back to life, Theriot removed one of her ribs and wore the bone around his neck as a souvenir before the group buried her on the compound. And one thing I, I went on ahead and looked forward, you didn't say anything. Um, they actually dug her body back up at one point, and it was reported that her face uh, was frozen and it like, looked like she was screaming. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I didn't fucking know that. Yeah, That'll happen when you don't properly take care of a body. Yeah. Well, and so the logic here that he used for his followers as to why they did that was that he said that in order to resurrect her, they needed the seed of Adam. Right. Why it had and to be in the And then when resurrecting her, yeah, fucking, that's a, trying to apply too much logic. Hey, Josh, I know you said this was the line. You were wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 We're almost done. And I think that that was the last. You of, know how I said... The that worst that thing was I've the ever worst. Said, it. it does not get worse. The worst thing I've ever said about what I wish would happen, I think, probably was I wish somebody could get stoned perpetually with their own bones. Right. Uh huh. Fairly certain. Um. I don't have a worse one. <laughs> I know. And I wasted it. Yeah. Like I no, because that guy deserved it too. Yeah, it's true. I and so need... the the thing with the removing her rib. Was he was saying, so as from the rib of Adam, Eve was created from the rib of Eve, yada, yada. Yeah, whatever. So f- I, oh, wow. I just, I, wow, I want hell to be real. <laughs> like, I want, I want it, I want, I would like it very much. If every day the eagle that ate that eats Prometheus's liver, mm-hmm. the giant one, yeah. Um, small tangent. Have you guys ever seen uh, Bruce Almighty? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, you know the scene with the monkey and the cholo. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want that giant eagle 
every day, right after right after breakfast. <laughs> beak first, full speed, directly up this guy's ass and through his mouth every day. Twice a day. You the Eagles cool with it though, right? Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> this, the, this is the favorite the Eagles' favorite pastime. Sweet. The eagle does not deserve punishment. This is like a treat for the eagle. The eagle loves it. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I needed to be sure about. The eagle, the the eagle's only emotion is punishing the unworthy, and now he gets an extra punishy. Oh, he's happy. He's having a great time. So following now, you will you will like uh some of the stuff that's coming. Yeah. Out. I I cannot even say what I really want to have happened to him right. in real life. Yeah. Because it's so heinous and so bad that even I would not say it on the podcast. Like it's listener, worse than you think. It's worse than you think. Anyway, so following Bullyard's death, Lavalier managed to escape and reported the anthill kids to the authorities, finally leading to a full police investigation. Canadian law enforcement launched a manhunt for what was now one of the country's most infamous criminals. After going into hiding, Rock Theriault was eventually caught and arrested on multiple counts of assault and manslaughter, and the Ant Hill Kids was cult soon dissolved. In 1993, he pled guilty to second-degree murder for Bullyard's death and was sentenced to life in prison. But even after being captured, Rock Theriault fathered four more children while remaining with remaining female followers from the Anthill Kids during conjugal visits. He also made headlines in 2009 when he attempted to sell his artwork through a true crime auction house. Is that the one we talked about before? Murder auction or whatever it was called? Yeah, I think there there's really only one. Uh, mm-hmm. On February 26, 2011, at the age of 63, Terry Alt met a violent end in Dorchester Penitentiary with his cellmate, Matthew Gerard McDonald, a convicted murderer stabbed him to death in the neck. McDonald then calmly delivered the knife to a nearby guardhouse and told a guard, that piece of shit is down on the range. Here's the knife. I've sliced him up. The tyrannical cult leader's reign of terror was finally over. As reported by the CBC, McDonald was already serving life in prison for murder, and the Crown only hands out life sentences for murderers, so he was not given any additional time for killing Theriot. And that's it. That's as close to justice as we're going to get, as, I think. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> exactly. Because as, as, <laughs> as much as rotting away in a cell surrounded by people who hate you for the rest of your life is torturous, it's not torturous enough in the way that he deserved. So he served uh, a lot of years. I want to remind... 20-some-odd years. He was in... Uh, 30, almost, actually, that he was in prison. And then, after 30 years... When did years he die? Of 2011. And he went in in 93. He went to prison in 93? Yeah, so 20 years. Yeah, yeah well, so... That's 18 years. He was probably in jail for quite a while, though, because when, when did it say that Gabrielle actually went and... It said shortly after the, the death of uh, Solange, so that would have been late 89, early 90. Because that's when Solange died was yeah. in 1989. Yeah, I was born in 92 in November, and I graduated at 18 in 2011. And I didn't skip or, or fail a grade, so... Okay, so he was arrested in 1989. Yes. 
Okay. Um, so, so roughly he, 20 years. Yeah, about 20 years. Yeah, he good. got to spend with the psychological torment of prison. And then at the end of it all, because he deserved, and this is going to sound bad, I think, but he deserved violent physical retribution for what he did to those people. And the closest it was going to get was his cellmate finally getting fucking sick of him talking about the shit that he did as a cult leader. I'm going to imagine that this happened right after he took... Also, for real quick, um, if you're already in life prison, no parole type shit for murder, uh, yeah, this is a good reason to use your powers uh-huh. wisely. Um, I like to imagine that it happened right after he told him the story of... Uh, the the uh, uh, crucifixion to electric boogaloo. <laughs> so th- that was what made his cellmate hate him, because they they were he was always talking about the shit that he did w- when he was a cult leader. Good. He never shut the fuck up about it. And his ah. cellmate, after years, finally got so fucking sick of it. He got a shiv, and. just stabbed this man in the neck over and over and over again, calmly took it to the guards and said, hey, we don't have to worry about him anymore. I hope he got a cake. He he tossed the knife into the guardhouse and said, there you go. He's dead. I hope hope he got two cakes. Me too. (laughs) I I hope he got one cake. I don't know. I don't know the nature of his murder. Like the the murder oh, no, that he did no, no, before no. that. I don't I don't necessarily want him to go free or anything <laughs> like that. I don't know shit about the man. I know for this one act, he deserves one cake per guard. Yeah, that that's all. And a couple packs of smokes or something. Something you know, like extra ramen for the yeah. cell. I don't know something. Yeah. Pizza party even. Get that man a bottle of whiskey. One right. bottle. Like yeah. <laughs> it's like. All right, it, he gets to keep his pack of cards or some like shit. Like the I don't good, know. the good Canadian maple whiskey. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. He gets, he gets, like you know how you get your last meal if you're on execution row. He gets, yeah, he gets one extra last meal. Yeah, <laughs> at, at a time of his choosing. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, this that's the type of shit I'm on. Uh, he gets yeah. a, one for good behavior. You know. All right, everybody. So that's going to wrap up the story. There are other, if you want more detail, if you're that kind of person that wants to hear all the gory details, there are other areas to look. That's about as far as we're willing to go with how gruesome the story was uh, for the sake of everybody involved. Um, It was really farther than I wanted to go. Zero to (laughs) 1,000. Yeah. Like... So, Ruben, you said you had some housekeeping after the episode. Oh, yeah, we, we still we got a rank. Oh shit! Yeah, we right. got a rank. Ah, fuck! I forgot I came up with that idea. Fuck! Ten out of ten <laughs> for. F- I gotta look at the list. Hold on. Yep. All right. So first, are you leader is the ultimate authority? Ten. So much of a ten. Such a ten. The group suppresses skepticism. Well, hold on, because Don Don's got to write these down. I'm oh, good. right. Ten. I'm good. Go ahead. Okay. You're good. Okay. Um, the group suppresses skepticism. I'm gonna say ten or nine. I was gonna say I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw that a nine because we didn't hear because... anything specific. But yeah. they were doing things like breaking their own limbs and shooting each other. Right. So, I'm you know. I'm. Uh... 
I'm going to go eight because the group wasn't really suppressing anything. Fair. It was Rock that was doing that. So I'll go eight. That's fair. Yeah. And it's, I think by the time he had them, there was no more skepticism to suppress. Yeah. You're right. I'll, I'll stick. I'll go. I'll, I'll change mine to an eight with Don. I'm going to, I'm going to leave it a nine. Okay. I'm going to leave it at a nine because um, I'm sure it's, I'm just kind of assuming the amount of skepticism that was suppressed just at, at when he became a seventh day Adventist. Cause that's a very, uh, no skepticism type of religion. And he was raised Catholic before that. I'm, I'm just going to throw it, uh, a nine for suppressing skepticism on my own assumption. Uh, okay. Uh, the other one being, that's, I think I'm probably going to give this one an eight. Uh, the group delegitimizes former members. There never were former members to delegitimize. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, nobody How does that escaped. make it worse somehow? I know. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's, I feel like theoretically, because there were no former members to delegitimize, Theoretically, they, that's a zero. Theoretically, it's a zero, right. But what happened when somebody tried to become a former member? They would get hung from the fucking ceiling yeah. and shit on. Like, no, you know what? I'm going to say that's a 10 because that 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 is exactly what that means to me, but extreme. Yeah. And because we can't go above a 10, that's where I think right. I'm at. Uh, I, you know, I was thinking I might give one of these an 11 just <laughs> just because i think like that's that's the x factor here yeah i'm gonna stick on 10 on this one um i know which one i think i want to give an 11 if we're gonna go like that uh-huh. <laughs> um you know what no it's i i think you're right I'm, I'm gonna give delegitimizes former members a 10 as well just because Nobody was a, ever able to become a former member. Yeah, because the the threat of he would delegitimize you if you became a former member so much that you would die. Like, yeah, he would delegitimize your humanity. Yeah, he, he literally that's he like would sl- kill you. That's slave type shit for yeah. real. Um, group is paranoid about the outside. I, I think that's sound logic. Yeah. yeah. Next one is the group is Don't, paranoid about the sorry. outside world. I would say that's a ten because they, yeah. Anytime it's I, I almost feel bad about running tens down the list, you know. But but it's I mean, you know, when it fits, it fits. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the group relies on the shame cycles. Uh, ten again, yeah. It, it's like. So much of the stuff is tied together. Like all these last three can be, it's the same 10 of like delegitimizing former members, being paranoid about the outside world and relying on shame cycles. It's like, yeah, you delegitimize for people who are even trying to leave by using shame and torture. Yeah. And then that makes them paranoid about the outside world. Because you say it's going to be worse out there or some shit. Right. Like, yeah, it's... it's. And they all moved it's into... It's tens down the board. Yeah, they all moved to that commune or whatever because they thought the world was ending. So that's kind of, by definition, fear of the outside yeah. world. Uh, next is... That exactly. bumps you to at least an eight every time. Yeah. 
That was Shame Cycles, right? Yeah. The that was number five. Yeah. yeah. The next yeah. one is the leader is above the law. Uh, this is the one that I was gonna say. I, I, if we'll allow it, that's an eleven. Yeah. If we're gonna do that, it's an eleven. Otherwise, it has to be a ten. Because, like, obviously, you can't nail a kid to a tree. Yeah. Or even by the clothes, you can't. The, so the <laughs> the big factor on this for me is uh, two things because he did preach pain is punishment but then he said that he was a, above mistake so obviously rock was never tortured yeah by anybody you know what um, it is he he ordered no drinking except at like religious gatherings rock never stopped drinking right yeah he was a horrific alcoholic you you would never see the man not plastered and like it's it's also yeah i mean you you've summed it up basically perfectly it, it's it's i can't uh, really say it better than that it's I'll, like i'll leave it up to dawn whether or not we're allowed I to mean, give an 11 yeah, yeah. in this case cuz otherwise it's a 10 that's all the type of shit that i would expect from a cult leader but it's like being above the law such that people will literally mutilate each other for you right. yeah that's next level type shit uh, then yeah, I I don't care. Yeah, if you want to do eleven, do eleven. Uh, the next one, <laughs> it's I I think as a general rule for any given cult, if something is so bad, then then we can give one eleven in a category if it's a unanimous eleven. Yeah, yeah, I gave it an eleven as well. Uh, the next one is the group uses cool. thought reform methods. Again, that's, that's... a fucking ten. <laughs> that that yep. Be- he renamed yeah. all of them. Uh, uh, the group is elitist. This one's harder yeah. for me. This one is harder. I would, I would, I would say that they're more scared of like the world ending than elitism. Yeah. So I would bump this one as low as a seven. I I was even going to go as low as a five That's what, on yeah. the group is elitist. Looking at the, the list, or looking at the definition, if your group is the solution for all the world's problems, uh, cults see themselves as the enlightened chosen and elect organization tasked with radically transforming individual lives in the entire world. They didn't care about the rest of the world. They didn't really see themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I would... That... <coughs> I'm going to go... Well, now, does that mean... Does that mean that f- doomsday cults in the future get a five because that's a fear thing, not an elitism thing? It, it depends because some doom- do we- uh, most doomsday cults still tried to affect the world around them. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's, I I think with this one, it's more of a unique case because he very much wanted to transform the lives yeah. of the people in the cult, but. There was no interest in recruiting. Yeah, it was a very isolated cult. And, right, and That's I think valid. the scariest time in any cult is when recruiting stopped. Right. Yeah. And in this one, recruiting never really started. There, there was one brief recruiting period. Once they went out, recruiting stopped. The only new cult members were the ones born in the commune. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see how you're saying. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I agree I'm with throwing that. a five yeah. for group as elitist because yes, they believed that they were better than everyone else, but they weren't trying to pull in the rest of the world. 
Uh, this is another one that's kind of iffy is there's no financial transparency. Now, it did say that they didn't know what was going on with the money that they were making from their baked goods. But but I'm also I'm wondering how much there really was. Yeah. Because were they making enough to afford more than just? Yeah, and from what I understand, he or d- did. Did they know that he was just buying booze? Yeah, he didn't really live a life of opulence, and that's one of the things that says, you know, um, cult leaders tend to live in opulently while the followers are required to make financial sacrifices. From what they all lived in shacks. I think the biggest thing with him is that he had a toilet in his yeah. bedroom. That was the biggest thing for him. I would be willing to give this one a five or a six because I would say five because we don't really know six if because Josh earlier said that like he was definitely in control of the finances, but we don't know whether or not they knew what he was doing. Right. Finances control doesn't necessarily mean misappropriation. So it's. uh, I don't know if he was... I'm sure he was eating better meals than everyone else, but how much better, I don't know. I don't know, though, man. I lived with an alcoholic for a couple of years just recently, and I got to tell you, uh, drunk people don't really give a fuck about what they eat. Yeah. I think just on, on merit of him having sole control over the finances, uh, basically over the fruits of everyone's labor, that alone makes it not a zero yeah and the fact that he was the only one with indoor plumbing i i would throw it a five yeah i think it's about as high as i would go as five i think yeah and then the final one is the group performs secret rites i don't know if you would consider if those would be considered secret if they did they were so secret we never fucking learned about them (laughs) unless you count the surgery Right, and that's not so much a secret right either. One of the things was like him making them break their own legs with a sledgehammer. That was like to prove their faith to him. That that was a test of faith. So that's a right. So that definitely makes it not a zero. But is it secret? Not (laughs) super secret, no, because it, it was only... I mean, all of these rites theoretically were secret until they were full members at the commune because before that they were just a group. Right. Yeah, it's hard to have secret rites when the whole group is a goddamn secret organization, essentially. (laughs) Right. I don't know, Don. What do you think about Um, this one? Looking at the definition, which is what we've got to go by, cult uses secret rituals as Uh rites of passage that solidify a member's loyalty to the group. Initiation into these rites usually only comes after a member has undergone certain tests or made adequate financial contributions. Uh, I don't. To me, it sounds like we can we have to give this higher than a five, because yeah, I cannot think of another explanation of somebody breaking their own leg or getting shot by another cult member or shooting another cult member that doesn't equate to a seven or higher. That is the definition. That's what you just said is like, you're do, you know what I'm saying? You're doing things that are to prove your loyalty to the group or to the leader. And that's exactly what that is. 
and it's pretty extreme. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I call it a because they're not secret. Sorry, Don. What were you gonna say? No, I'm saying I'm I'm agreeing with Ruben, but I I can't see it going up to a ten because it's not an initiation type. No, it's definitely no. not a ten. So I would I would I would only not go, a I 10 think I'm, for sure. I think I'm gonna go eight. eight. I was gonna call it a seven. Eight sounds good to yeah. me because of the extremity of it. Mm-hmm. Is is where I'm at. I think. All right. So add them up and give me your totals. Yeah, I got. I came up with an eight point seven. Okay. Pretty fucking high. So you got your total was eighty seven as well. So. Right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was eighty seven. Uh, mine's whatever. That makes mine eighty five. Okay. Because. So, damn, I thought that was gonna be higher. Hold on. I guess there there were a couple of low ones in there. It's yeah. A lot of this is information. You know, just gaps in information as well, or just lack of a, the trait in the cult. Which just goes to show that a cult can be yeah. So that means among the worst of all time without being a ten out of ten. Yeah. So that means our final rating of the Ant Hill Kids is eighty six. Damn, yep. eighty six. Um. Yep. Eighty six. The Ant Hill Kids. <laughs> and you guys still have the whiteboard. What we have for Love Is One wasn't it like fifty something. Love Has One got a sixty four. Sixty four. Where's the marker? Put it. So yeah, we're gonna have to work on a um, a tier system and, and kind of figure out how we're gonna do that, like what the different tiers are and stuff like that. But as of right now, yeah, we'll figure of it out. Of the two cults that we have done, the Ant Hill Kids is the worst of the two, which I mean, by far, by far, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, he had no time for Dick Horse. So that's gonna wrap up this episode. No time for Dick Horse. Uh, next week, Ruben's up to bat. I think he's still deciding what he's going to do. And, um, uh, yep. I know what I'm going to do, but you'll find out next time. Heard. All right. Uh, there's no other housekeeping. Follow us on our platforms Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok. Definitely try to get over to TikTok and follow us there. Uh, just trying to reach a thousand followers so we can actually go live and actually interact with people, or at least I am. I don't know about the other two. And um, spread us to the masses yes. so that we can stop annoying the fuck out of you yes. about it. Uh, yeah, share us, please. Get our get our names out there. And um, uh, uh, I I tried to teach all of our names to Akinator. So everyone everyone go go pl- go play Akinator and try to get it to guess us. And when it can't do it, make sure you submit our names. <laughs> nice <laughs> Akinator. <laughs> It's, it's the, the twenty genie. questions genie. So it's it's a genie that can and will guess whatever character you're thinking of no. or a real person. Got it. It's a twenty questions thing. Uh, all right, so that's gonna do mm-hmm. it for this yes, episode. Yes, but it has been being trained for like decades, gotcha. and yeah. it is very fucking good at it. It guessed an obscure side character from a young adult novel that I read in uh, third grade in less than twenty questions. Wow. Wow. All right, guys, so that's going to do it for us. This is a a long one, but we wanted to not have to drag this out as much as we could. So fuck cancer. Yeah. Be good to yourselves. Fuck cancer. Fuck cancer. And we will see you. Shouts out to the plant babes, their moms, moms. all the shit. You get it. And we will see you next time. Bye. Yes, we will. Bye.